game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech. Breaks a tackle. Oh, and he's gone. House call. Touchdown. And we're a point after away from being all tied up. We'll hear from Georgia Tech staff and insiders as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. Runs it right. Slams into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets. Andy Demetra. And we welcome you into another Wednesday night here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports and the Georgia Tech Coaches Show with Brent Key. 1-0 Brent Key after a stirring inspired win this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh 26-21 over the defending ACC champion Panthers. What a performance it was and we know we cannot wait to see you out at Bobby Dodd Stadium this Saturday for homecoming to turn that win into a winning streak as your Yellow Jackets take on the 4-1 Duke Blue Devils. We'll break down that performance against the Panthers. Look ahead to Saturday versus Duke. Defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker will also be by, but I know you want to hear from the man himself. Boy, the Georgia Tech letter winner, the Georgia Tech GA, the Georgia Tech offensive line coach, and now 1-0 as Georgia Tech head coach Brent Key. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Doing good. How you doing? I expected a little more enthusiasm than that, but that will roll with it. What do you mean, like cartwheels and stuff? I, 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 can you? Yeah, actually I can. But Really? Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. How about after uh, we beat Duke on Saturday? Can you break that out? Why are you, like, putting these things out there and saying Well, you know, this is what comes with the territory of being the head coach. You're seeing all that goes into it. Uh, where's the game ball uh, from Saturday? That, that was – people could see the emotion coming out of you in the post-game interview. Anybody who saw it. I'm sure got goosebumps as well. Just uh, w- what did that night mean to you? Is it, have you had a chance to kind of savor it and let that sink in? You know, we got home, gosh, what was it? Probably five, five on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Got home, went to sleep, uh, slept a couple hours, woke up. It was my wife's 40th birthday. So I uh, spent about 30, 45 minutes with her at the house when we got up and uh, my daughter and got back to the office. Now, my, now Harper did want to know where the ball was. And that's all she wants to know is, is the football, the football, the football. <laughs> and so uh, she saw it on the counter when I got home, that, or when she woke up in the morning. And you know, it's at the office. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it, it was a trying week, but it ended triumphantly, like we said, 26-21 over a pit team that is the reigning ACC champions, number 24 in the country. What do you think that performance from your team on Saturday said about the players and the coaches inside that locker room? You know, I mean, I couldn't be more excited for those kids and the, and, and the coaches and the support staff and everyone that, that works all the hours and puts in the time, uh, you know, you know, every day and, you know, 365 days a year almost. And, you know, just just to see the, the excitement in the locker room, the excitement on their faces and, and, and knowing that, that there was a successful outcome to the, the work they put in, it, it, it was it was it was exciting. And you can see the excitement from uh, your fellow Georgia Tech fans, we are here at New Realm Brewing Company tonight live on the east side belt line. Got a great crowd of Yellow Jackets. Boy, they love to see it on Saturday, and they're out to support you tonight. But you said come 8.30 a.m. on Monday, the pit game was put to bed, and now the focus becomes on the Duke Blue Devils. And you said this in your press conference on Tuesday. You said it to your team after practice Tuesday morning. Success is the enemy of success. You clearly want them to feel good about that win. They earned it. But at the same time, you don't want to let that win affect their hunger for the next week. So how have your guys handled practice these last few days? They, they've handled it well. You know, but that, that, that is the biggest challenge when it comes to – and it's not just young kids. It's, any, it's anybody in life that, that you, you, you experience a little bit of success. And 
you want to you want to enjoy it. You want you want to hear people talk about you. You want to hear people, you know, say good things. As I mean, it's why people are so addicted to social media. They 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 read it, read it, read it, read it. All, you know, trying to get the positive grat- gratification. Well, in this day and age, it, it it really can affect you in a negative light, even though you think it's a positive uh, response you're getting at the time. But but when you start to hold on to those emotions uh, over the course of time, they start to affect the outcome of things that are in front of you. And yeah, and to have uh, a huge challenge in front of us on Saturday, it's it's just it's the way it's the way football is. It's it's what we do. It's it, you you play a game, you're, you you work hard all week, and then you're able to experience success on on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Well, you know, then then comes the challenge, mm-hmm. and that's to uh, be able to enjoy it for a certain amount of time, uh, talk through it. Uh, you know, and when you know, a big point we made with the coaches was, you know, we have. 45 minutes to 30 or 40 to 45 minutes to go over the corrections in the in the meetings with the kids and you know he even coaches you know human nature wants 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 to show them all the good things they did well you know that's the expectation is they go out there and they 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 execute and do things the right way so the challenge is to show them the negative things and, and the negatives are the mistakes and you know they're expected to do things right so you know what we do is we go in and we show them you know what they did wrong how they have to correct it how they have to get better at it you know get have a team meeting uh, do good, bad, and ugly, which is a set of you know roughly 12 to 15 plays of you know offense, defense, and special teams that uh, it shows things we did well to the entire team. But it also forces these guys to see their peers you know make mistakes. To you know everybody talks about 10 10 people doing something well and one person doing something to to affect have a negative outcome on a play. Well, you know your peers need to see that you know because they're the ones that are going to hold those guys accountable in the locker room. Uh, I'm sure these guys figured prominently in the cutups of the good. Yet three. Players are an ACC player of the week at their respective positions. Let's start with Charlie Thomas in one half of play, seven tackles, interception, fumble recovery, pass breakup, QB hurry. Uh, you guys are undefeated when Charlie only plays one half. I don't know if he wants to make that a habit, nor you, but uh, what kinds of headaches, and, and you know this coming from the offensive side of the ball, what, what kinds of headaches does a player like Charlie create for an opposing offense? Gosh, I mean, just just, just the the – effort that he plays with number one i mean the, the, he, he's sideline to sideline uh you know in line to in line and he's going to give everything he has but he has an uncanny knack for for having a nose on the football and he can slip blocks he can he can play blocks head on uh he, he can run around blocks and then you know along with that comes the intelligence that he come that he has out there and being able to put people in the right spots he's played a lot of football but mm-hmm. you know even somebody that's played 40 45 games of football there's something innate inside of him that that they had growing up that allows him to be able to have that 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 sort of impact on the football field and his impact is a lot further than just on defense because you know the 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 entire team feeds off of his play running back of the week in the ACC that was earned by Hassan Hall 157 yards and to put that in perspective 157 yards rushing for Hassan Pitt in its previous three games hadn't allowed 100 rushing yards total last three years they finished seventh third and third in the nation in yards per carry allowed why is Hassan, in your eyes, such a good fit for Chip's scheme, and how did we see that on display on Saturday? Well, he's gifted. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a naturally gifted, uh, gifted guy. But it, Hassan having transferred in, being a transfer from uh, from another school, it, he had to figure out really number one how to go to Georgia Tech. I mean, that's a challenge in itself, as we know. And that's a I see a lot of people nodding their yeah, heads here. I mean, shit, yeah. that, that's true. That's hard. That's hard. And so figuring that out, then, you know, becoming very dependable, carrying the football. That was another challenge, you know, him learning ball security and 
not putting the ball on the ground, but, you know, learning protections and then learning the run scheme, which, which came the most natural to him. And, you know, to be able to lean on him in a game where we were struggling in other areas offensively, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it was good to see the outcome that he had. Well, and, and it wasn't all, you know, early on. It was, it was, you know, short runs, short runs, short runs, you know, kind of accumulated body blows over the course of time is what we talked about with the guys that, you know, if you just stay the course and keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding, pounding, eventually you're going to wear another team down. And at the same time, they were wearing down. I thought Hassan was really, uh, you know, elevating himself and feeding off the fact that, you know, we had a chance to go win the game, and we, we put it on his shoulders to do it. And you couldn't have won that game either without Gavin Stewart. Perfect four for four on field goals. First time a Yellow Jacket has kicked four field goals in a regulation game since Harrison Butker did it. 2016 Tax Slayer Bowl. Uh, just to see him come out and hit those field goals with confidence had to be a great sight. Gosh, I mean, that was... <laughs> The first time you go to kick a field goal, when you make the decision to, you know, kick the field goal versus, you know, you know, give, you know, go have a two-down territory. And, and look, it wasn't like it was pristine it, conditions either. In no, Pittsburgh. it was. It, I mean, we we spoke, we talked for 24 hours as a staff about the wind and the way it came in off the river in at, at, uh, in Pittsburgh Hines or whatever they call it now. You know, the way the wind came off and the, the field conditions and which way we're going to kick it, which way we're going to receive, all these different factors that go into really being able to line up and kick a field goal. And for him to be able to do that, that. It's the first time I've ever seen, you know, and I talked last week to the guys about, you know, going and making things happen, not sitting around and waiting for things to, to take place and, you know, waiting on whether good or bad. Well, you know, we've been sitting around waiting and, you know, bad things would happen. Well, to have an entire team sit around and wait on a dang field goal, a dang field goal mm-hmm. and to be elated on the sideline when that happened, I mean, that that was one of the biggest <laughs> things that kind of yeah. propelled us, you know, in, in the game momentum-wise. Yeah, just to get that confidence boost of your opening drive resulting points, and uh, certainly that fed into the confidence of Gavin Stewart. His first made field goal since the end of the 2020 season, and like we said, it all added up to a big 26-21 upset win over the Pitt Panthers, now taking on a Duke Blue Devils team this Saturday. We'll see you at Bobby Dodd Stadium, Tommy's Leather at 4 o'clock. Just getting started here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. We'll take a quick timeout. Much more with head coach Brent Key follows this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm. That means pests like ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are out in full force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow is an official Georgia Tech football partner. So rest assured that with Arrow Pest and Termite Control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's number one selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA and check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, and handmade cocktails, plus live music and so much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. It's football time, which turns Sunday and Thursday into the best days of the week. Well, they just got better because now through October, Kino has 30% higher payouts during bonus hours before the football games. Win $500, it becomes $650. The bonus hours are Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. So play Kino online and anywhere Kino is sold and get 30% higher payouts during bonus hours. Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Georgia is our home. 
That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke. Cheers as we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show with Brent Key live tonight from New Realm Brewing Company on the Beltline Somerset Terrace. Gorgeous night. We're here on the bottom floor patio. Well, you brought him in, Coach Key. Uh, any of you, your friends here you want to give the coveted radio shout-out to? <laughs> I guess they, you they, they, they know four teammates yeah, here as well. Yeah, they know who they are. Okay. <laughs> you protect the names of the innocent. Yes. Uh, what was the best text that you received after Saturday night's game? I'm, I'm imagining you got hundreds. Yes, a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of former former coaches of mine, um, high school coach. Uh, I mean, it's so many. I can't even think at this point right now, but. Uh, the, the things that stick out the most were, you know, as soon as we got done with the with the interview, calling my wife, uh, hearing her, talking to her, and then calling my mom. Mm. Those were the two biggest that my mom's coming to the game this weekend uh, over from uh, Trustville. And, you know, just, just hearing the elation in her voice and, uh, um, you know, she was, she was ecstatic. Because, you know, for someone that's come to Georgia Tech football games for – you know, gosh, it's been 26 years ago when, you know, she first started coming and, you know, traveling when I was playing and, uh, you know, coming to the games that Bobby died and just, you know, for her to, to hear hear the excitement in her voice and, you know, some good friends that were there and took pictures and, uh, you know, sent some, you know, FaceTimed her while she was uh, at home. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I appreciate that, Heather. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it was uh, th- talking to those two. Oh, and, yeah. you know, obviously some close friends of mine were, were there and be able to, uh, see them right afterwards as well. So, George O'Leary doesn't strike me as a texter. He does. Really? He does. Now this. Okay. So, coaches, he wouldn't text if his life depended on it for years and years and years and years and years. And gosh, it was probably five or six years ago. My phone and like, like everyone in my phone has their first and last name in there, except for probably two or three people. It's G O L in there. Mm-hmm. And if he calls, I still pop up and jump up and walk around like he, like I'm working for him like nervous as you know i'll get out <laughs> well it popped up it said text message i was like who's got his phone what's going on here and it was like this long text like it must have taken him like two hours to, to text it out I and mean, it was it was long but it's usually like like long text or it's like two words call me now or three to call me now i'll get that one a lot like it's it's it, very coach o'leary <laughs> so i'm guessing you got one of those long texts from coach o'leary after after saturday night Yes, he, he he just obviously said he was extremely proud, and that was that meant a lot. That's awesome. Well, uh, I, I know that you had to be really proud of, of the defense's effort, and we'll hear from Andrew Thacker later on in the show. Let's tally it up. 12 QB hurries, 7 pass breakups, 5 TFLs, 2 sacks, 1 interception, 1 fumble recovery. You were plus 3 in turnover margin. All 3 of those turnovers helped you seize the lead in the second half. What was kind of baked into the defensive game plan to let you guys turn it loose and, and play fast. Well, you, you said the key right there. They played fast, and, and going in, going into the game, you know, I told those guys that they were the they were the fastest group on the field. You know, all sides of the ball, and 
Uh, and that was the case. You know, when you watch film, you could tell it. You could see it. And, and to be able to, you know, what Andrew did to, to put together a game plan and, and, you know, have enough things to keep them off balance, run and pass, but also keep it simple enough for, you know, those guys to go out and play and to play fast and have confidence in that plan that he put together. And, you know, whether they had some, you know, some ups and downs within it, he, you know, they, they stayed the course. And, you know, just to look in their, eye, their eyes on the sideline. And, and really the biggest – I think the biggest uh, thing that occurred in the game was it wasn't necessarily getting a sack, but it was the ability to affect the quarterback. And, you know, just time after time after time, they were hitting that poor kid and, and, and knocking him down, whether he got the ball, ball out or didn't. Uh, but the ability to affect the quarterback by a defensive line and not having to bring, you know, guys from the second or third level, you know, and taking guys out of coverage is is a huge, huge advantage. And Pitt has a very, you know, they had a very experienced older offensive line and, uh, you know, for those guys to take that challenge and, and to do it over and over and over. And, and, and the way they affected him early in the first and second quarter, uh, you know, that those those accumulated body blows, they those add up. I'm glad you mentioned the experience of the Pitt offensive line. They had 168 combined starts in their offensive line. So it's not like you had a lot of greenhorns that are protecting the quarterback. That, that's about as experienced a group as you'll find in the ACC. Gosh, I don't know if we have 162 days together. That's true, oh, no. yeah. No. I appreciate you bringing that context. Yeah. You, you do many things here on this show. Well, just trying to make it easy for uh, you. <laughs> I'll take any help I can get. You know that. Uh, the offensive line, it rallied in the second half. It didn't allow a sack in the second half. Guys still rushed it for 232 yards. I'm curious, what were some of those halftime adjustments to clean things up in the run block and the pass protection, allow you guys, like you said, to really deliver those body blows to Pitt's defense and help you guys get the win? You're like everybody. You want me to, like, lay out the game plan and, like, you know, adjustments and get into, like, true, like, things that were took place in the locker room. Now, I, I can tell you're a head coach now. No. I'm, oh, yeah. You're no, talking you're, about the offensive line. I'm an yeah, O-line yeah. coach. What do you, what do you yeah, say? Well, yeah, I, I, I like we, this. We, we changed this blocking scheme, and we did this, and now, now the sudden next people that we're going to play. Well, I'm, I'm going to tweet this out. You, you talk. I'll tweet this out there. No, I don't know. I mean, this is we're in Atlanta. But I, I tell you what. Let's rephrase this. How did they kind of – answer the challenge and really kind of circle the wagons in the second half and, and be the kind of uh, offensive line that you needed them to be to get the win? So some of the things schematically we went into the game with, uh, you know, we, we were not able to execute uh, early on in the game the way we thought we'd be able to. So, you know, we, we, we simplified some of the run schemes so that they would allow those guys to get some double teams and, and, and move vertical off the football as opposed to have space in between them. Uh, you know, and, and then – we knew going into the game it was going to be a four-quarter game and, and to tell those guys up front, you know, regardless of what happens on one play, you have to have the ability to move on to the next play and have, and have a short memory and just keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding. And credit to them, they did. And you know, when, when you go over and looked at when I looked at them on the sideline, I mean, they had that look in their eye, you know, a focused, you know, intense look in their eyes where, so, okay, things might not be going well right now, but we're going to end up having uh, be, be, being in a good position, you know, later in the game. Uh, Jeff Sims, I, I know it wouldn't be a coach's show if we didn't ask about the quarterback. Rushing touchdown, fourth quarter, passing touchdown. He threw a dime to E.J. Jenkins to put you guys up 19-7. to 81 rushing yards, which was also a season high for Jeff. How would you feel he handled things? He certainly demonstrated some leadership qualities in that second half. He did. And, you know, huge credit to, to Jeff, you know, with, with things that, and first off, to, to Winky for – kind of putting him in the mindset that he needs to be to, to you know, from, you know, one thing to another. When I say one thing to another, you know, it, it was pretty clear that, you know, the, the passing game on all aspects was was not on point to start the game. You know, you know whether it be protection, whether it be some of the routes, whether it be, you know, you know a couple of, you know, throws that was low or the receiver. You know, so 
for Jeff to say, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to put this on my shoulders. I still have ability to, to affect the outcome of the game as the quarterback because he is the singular person that touches the ball every play. And to, when we dialed up some of the, the quarterback runs or, you know, when we had the ability to take off and scramble, I mean, he showed some he showed some things that, that we've been really looking for out of him, you know, to, to, to pull the ball down, to take off and run, uh, you know, take some of the design quarterback runs and get what was there. Uh, you know, know when to get down and, and take what he and take what he could get. So a bit, the ability, the, the his ability to still affect change in the game was, but doing it with his legs and, and it was big. It was big for the outcome of the game and, and you know being able to control the vertical field position in the game. That was that was a big part of it. And, of course, he faces the Duke team that he led to a last-minute win last year in Durham. Georgia Tech versus Duke, homecoming Saturday on the flats, 4 p.m. Tomey's Leather. Can't wait to visit with you on Saturday. One more segment with head coach Brent Keen. We'll turn things over to defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker. Stay with us. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Here's to the fans who show up for the game, finding their spot, staking their claim, towing the trailers, hauling the gear, a tradition of tailgating that happens each year. And here's to the truck they drive, the Ford F-150 truck. Power your tailgate like never before with an available Pro Power onboard generator. For great offers, see your local Ford dealer today. Not all models, trims, or features may be available. Contact your dealer for more information. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Here comes the rambling wreck. My family and I love watching Georgia Tech football. Though it's hard to choose between the big screen at home and the excitement of being in the stands. Either way, Scana Energy's part of the action as a proud partner of Georgia Tech. So join Scana and my family in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer terms and conditions apply. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Live tonight, gorgeous Atlanta sunset here from the bottom patio of New Realm Brewing on the east side belt line, and they have come out for Brent Key following that 26-21 win over number 24 Pittsburgh. I know you guys will come out to Bobby Dodd Stadium on Saturday, Georgia Tech, and the 4-1 Duke Blue Devils, 4 p.m. Tommy's Leather. A couple of minutes left with you, uh, and before we start delving into Duke, you reserved a lot of praise in your press conference 
for Jason Seymour, your linebackers coach, and we know the job he's done with A.C. Lee and Charlie Thomas, but taking over as special teams coordinator this week. We've noted Gavin Stewart, ACC Specialist of the Week. David Shanahan was clean on his punts. Everything operationally was smooth. Uh, you know, you just had so much praise for, for Jason Seymour and, and what he's meant. How, how would you describe uh, the value of having a Jason Seymour on the staff? It's Boogie. Fair enough. I go by the birth certificate name. I think it says Boogie. It does. Probably. Yeah. At this point, we should. Yeah. That's yeah. who he is. Okay. So, so, do you want me to, to rephrase that with uh, all references to Jason scrubbed out and Boogie instead? I know who you're talking about. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I've said this before. I mean, yeah, he, he he's a ball coach, and you know, it doesn't matter what position you give him, uh, what kind of what task you give him, he, he's gonna he's gonna be able to take that and. and you know, he might not know some of the, the specifics of it, but he, he could coach any position. I mean, he's been around it. He's a grinder. He's come up from the, the smallest of small schools, you know, worked his way up the ranks and, and, and not asked for anything and, you know, not, not, and hadn't been given anything and just truly, you know, you hate to use the cliche word grinder, but, I mean, he absolutely grinds. And, you know, when we made the uh, decision to change our punt scheme, you know, the, the very first day, you know, first whenever it was, and, uh, you know, he – he, we, we talked about it, about him, you know, taking over this, you know, doing the special teams. And, and he looked and said, well, I mean, we just finished up 160 play cut up uh, of, of the new punt that I think we should, you know, look at. And so that just, just, just a testament to him and uh, the work he puts in, you know, the, the hours he does not sleep, uh, which he's, he's all in. He is all in. He's 100 percent in. He is the. I mean, the linebackers speak for themselves, but then to take on the the role of, you know, coordinating all special teams, I can't say enough and, and, and thank him enough. Boogie, for the record. Boogie. Boogie Seymour. And he did a great job as well on Saturday. This Saturday, you got the Duke Blue Devils, new leadership, Mike Elko, first year as uh, Duke's head coach. He was the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, also a descent as the defensive coordinator at Wake Forest. How, how would you characterize a Mike Elko defense? Gosh, I mean, this will be... Probably the third, third or fourth time I've had the uh, the the opportunity to face his defense, and um, in his defense is really a microcosm of now what his entire football team is. They're 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 very well disciplined. Um, you know, they don't beat themselves. They make you beat them. Uh, they play great special teams. They're solid across the board. Uh, you know, they are. There's, I think they're 19th or 19th or 16th in the country in, in fewest penalties and. You know, first in the ACC turnover margin, fourth uh, in the, in the country. It's they do a, they do a really good job of winning in all the ways that you're supposed to win. And you know, in the course of nine months that he's been there, ten months, it's it it's really it's a it, they're a fun team to watch just because I mean they're not going to wow you, they're not going to be you know tricky and you know do all these different things. They're going to line up, they're going to play sound football, they're going to play sound defense, they're going to play coverage. Uh, you know they're gonna have their tweaks in there week to week, but they're they're just gonna line up at the end of the day. You're gonna say, "Gosh, I thought we were moving the ball. I thought we were moving the ball." But then it's, you look back and it's third and five, third and six the whole game, and that's that's a credit to him and the way that his number one his defense is structured, but now his entire offense and how all three all three phases are playing complementary football, and that's what's you know allowed those guys to have the success that they're they're having right now. Yeah, they're top five in the nation in turnover margin. They're tied with LSU for the most fumble recoveries in the country. They have eight, eight. fumbles, and, and they've yet to, to lose a fumble. And they're one of six teams in the nation that has yet to, to lose a fumble. So, you know, you, you think of a fundamentally sound defense in your mind. You're thinking, okay, they're not ball hawking. They're not aggressive. They may not get themselves a lot of turnovers, but that's clearly not the case with Duke. What makes them uh, a, a defense that has a penchant for turning the ball over? 
Well, you know, there's a lot of times turnovers happen or fumbles happen in a game that they're they're not recorded because you know the offense falls back on it, and mm-hmm. you know, the, you, you can tell that it, it's stressed in practice. It's something that's worked on in practice. It's something that they take very seriously. That you know, maybe they don't force the fumble, and maybe maybe it was a self-inflicted error from the offense. But but they're there and they're going to get on it, and you know, it, it's very obvious they've they've drilled that. They they work on it and they emphasize it and. Um, and that goes really a lot, a lot of a lot of their game. Uh, they got a, a quarterback in Riley Leonard leads the ACC. He's top ten in the nation in completion percentage. You had a lot of praise for him in your press conference as well on Tuesday. What does he do particularly well running the show for the Blue Devils? Yeah, I'll let Thack talk more about that uh, about him. Um, you know that's been his uh, pain the whole week uh, <laughs> to to get ready for him. He, he's a fine football player now. He's he, he spreads the ball around. He knows when to pull it down and run. You know, he, he knows when to get north and south to get positive plays. Uh, you know, he, he, he knows where his receivers are. It's not a complex, uh, a really complex offense that they run, but just his ability to distribute the football and get it where it belongs and then put it in, you know, whether it's run or pass, um, and then, you know, take off when needed. I mean, he's, he's a point guard back there is what he is. He's a point guard on grass. He's going to distribute the football the way it's needed and, and, and puts them in position to, to have success and, and to move the chains. And that's what they do such a good job of is they, they can, they, they move the chains. They don't have a lot of three and outs. I mean, they're first down, you know, they, they, they're, they're first down, first down, first and 10 percentage. And then their second and four to six is, you know, one of the highest in the country. And that's, what's going to be a huge challenge for us is, you know, you know, not only defensively being able to affect the quarterback and affect the game on early downs, but I don't want to give away his game plan. I'm just making this stuff up right now as he's walking around. But, uh, then us on offense, in turn, we've got to be successful in those downs. And that's where we've struggled. We've struggled on offense on first down. And, I mean, that's, that's not a secret. And we've got to be successful on first down. We've got to get to those positions to be in a second, four to six, so that we're staying out of the third and longs. And, uh, you know, if we identify the, kind of the keys to the game and start working on that part of it, uh, last night, I, I started presenting these things to the team after practice. Of you know, hey, here's, here, here's where we are. Here, where we are, you know, we we've got to win the turnover margin. We we can't you know put the ball in jeopardy. You know, we've got to be more disciplined. I mean, we're averaging six penalties a game. They're averaging five point four four. Both of them, you know, higher in the conference than than you know we've been in the past. But we've got to win that. Those are those are things we can control. Those are those aren't things that those aren't outcomes that that are up for chance in a game we can control our discipline and our self-discipline we can control how we protect the football and how we attack and go after the football so when when it comes to the the pieces of the game that we can control we've got to be on top of it there and we've got to have a really good game in that in in those regards well coach i know you've run out behind the wreck as a player at georgia tech you've run out behind the wreck as a ga you've run out behind the wreck as an assistant saturday you'll be running out behind the wreck as head coach i got i I got one question i got one the only thing I've thought about that is, is like the exhaust, like going to like blast me in the face and like pass out or like carbon monoxide well, that, or something like that. That's what the GAs are for, though. No, you just said I'm leading, like running out in front of everybody. Well, it's, you know, I, I try to paint a picture here. It's, it's not a Tesla. Well, that's true. But it runs nice. It does and has been for a long time. Darn right it has. I'm proud of it. And hopefully it'll drive the Jackets to a win on homecoming. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate catching up with you, Coach Key. I know you got some hands to shake here before you cut loose back to the office, I presume. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. I appreciate it, y'all. Go Jackets. There he is. Interim coach Brent Key, defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker, joins us on the other side of the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Discover the Lexus GX. It features an available powerful flat third-row seat to accommodate your cargo. An available off-road package that includes an under-vehicle camera and the ability to confidently conquer multiple terrains. 
Lexus Safety System Plus, an integrated suite of advanced active safety equipment. The Lexus GX, experience life to the fullest in this rugged yet refined SUV. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Attention plumbers, pipe fitters, and HVACR technicians in Atlanta. If you're not making over $51 an hour total package, this message is for you. The United Association of Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and HVACR Technicians Local 72 has immediate opportunities in Metro Atlanta. Top-level pay, excellent benefits in retirement, long-term projects, and safe working conditions. Contractors are hiring right now. Call 404-373-5778 or visit ua72.org and click join us. There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket Insiders. This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. Terrific crowd on hand here at New Realm Brewing Company on the east side Beltline of Atlanta tonight for the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Our thanks to Brent Key as we'll look to get him to a record of 2-0 this Saturday versus the Duke Blue Devils. And joining us now, defensive coordinator for your Yellow Jackets, Andrew Thacker. And, Coach, you had a lot to like on uh, Saturday night as well. Good to see you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Awesome turnout, school event. You want me to uh, refresh the numbers again? 12 QB hurries, 7 pass breakups, 5 tackles for loss, 2 sacks, 1 interception, one fumble recovery. That's a good day's work. Uh, why were you guys able to create so much havoc against Pittsburgh. Brent talked about the speed at which you guys played, but was there anything else uh, just in the run of show that allowed you guys to put up those numbers? Yeah, a lot. Uh, they were certainly a concerted effort. Uh, you know, Coach Key challenged us to be the fastest defense on the field. Uh, we had our uh, our work cut out for us. Pittsburgh was a you know a very solid defense as well. But uh, I, I felt like we were that. Uh, I'll, I'll go intangibles first, and then I'll dive into some of the numbers right quick. But uh, we talk about building an identity on defense. We call ourselves the dark side and all that, and all that's cool. But uh, at the end of the day, what does it look like on tape? Um, I thought we established ourselves as the team that gave the most effort. Uh, I thought the things that we talk about ad nauseum, which is takeaways, showed up. Um, not just Charlie's uh, interception that was pretty special. but uh, He ripped it out of the tight end's he hands. He ripped it out of the tight end's hands, a little Tampa coverage. But uh, uh, we created takeaways as well through forced fumbles. So those are the things that we train, the behaviors that we train the most. So our, our identity in terms of effort, in terms of takeaways, showed up. But uh, that was the most dependable brand of football that we had played in terms of assignment. So the guys had an excellent week of preparation. They were able to go out, and then, uh, you know, those numbers were, were, were reflective. Charlie Thomas, ACC linebacker of the week, and I think he was able to just edge out Ace for that honor because Ace had 
14 tackles and TFLs and, you know, creating his own havoc. Ace and Charlie together, though, that that's as good a linebacking tandem as you'll find in the ACC or anywhere else. Uh, how do those two guys together allow you as the defensive coordinator to be inventive and creative and, and aggressive in, in how you scheme things? They, 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 they give you a lot of luxury, don't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing. Charlie, uh, Charlie said the same thing about Ace. Like, why did Ace not get the, you know, the <laughs> ACC linebacker of the week? He thought he deserved it as well. So Charlie, Charlie only put in a half of work, and then we all gave Charlie a hard time. I think within the first series or two, he had he had a, a takeaway that he, <laughs> he scooped and scored, and he was on the sideline after the uh, the fumble recovery, and he you know made about seven different detours, and he was gassed on the sideline. And, of course he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the guys that played the first half were like. Charlie's tired. Are you kidding me? Uh, those two young men are special. Uh, you talked about the flexibility that uh, that they give us. Uh, obviously, they're um, they're playmakers. They're good players. But uh, again, you asked the question of flexibility. They allow us to do a lot. Uh, today, Wednesday is our third down package day, so they do all the normal down stuff. And they're, they're you know they're three down utility linebackers. But um, with Charlie, Charlie's got a different skill set in terms of you know being able to drop in pass coverage last week, get an interception, uh, being able to attack and be having part of uh, different presentations and defensive line spots and being able to attack the quarterback and then just what he's allowed to do in space. And then uh, if I can just talk a little bit longer about those two, I could talk about them all day. But um, I, I'm so glad that their production is matching the value that they bring in the locker room mm. as well, the intangible value that they bring to uh, the defense, obviously, selfishly from my perspective, but what they bring for the team, just the, the maturity that they have and the leadership that they have is special. And then just in the framework of a defense, the linebackers are the ones that are, are responsible for the most assignments and the most communication. So uh, I would say th those two are our highest football intelligence, most experienced and most instinctive players. And they're at two of the most critical spots. Brent uh, described Charlie at his press conference as a water moccasin. He strikes you. Is, is there another animal that you want to compare Charlie to? Uh, I, I will not prove Coach uh, Coach Key wrong. So, yeah, Charlie's got a this uh, just um, unnatural ability, this unique ability to be able to strike out of out of his hips. So. Uh, there's this kind of moment of truth right there, and Charlie finds people in space, and, and he just explodes out of his hips. A lot of people will hesitate in those moments, but Charlie just has that knack for it, and, uh, you know, it, it allows him to have great production. That's one of those qualities either you have or you don't, and when you have it, you know it. Uh, Keon White, healthy, and he's causing havoc for you. I, I actually saw Keon yesterday. He said, I should have had three sacks against Pittsburgh. He, he obviously is a high grader for himself, yeah. but he was a constant presence in the backfield. Uh, talk more about you know, what you're starting to see from, from Keon, him growing into uh, his defensive end role. And are you starting to see offenses scheme away from him now that the secret's out? He's a guy who can be very disruptive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you asked uh, several questions right there. One, just Keon's mentality. Um, in, in the same way that I just had the opportunity to talk about Ace and Charlie, Keon gives us a level of maturity, a, an older guy and a senior guy. And then when you talk about the different levels, Charlie and Ace being able to take care of the linebacker level and then the, the defensive line, which is so critical to have leadership at that, uh, at that, at that spot and at that level. Uh, Keon brings a seriousness to us, an austerity to us. He's, he's, he's uh, to your point, he's very self-aware and very self-critical. So that's allowed him to be a better version of himself, which is cool because he's hard on himself and then he allows himself to be coached. But just in terms of production, uh, 
he has a natural power and a natural pass rush to him where he gets offensive linemen uh, on their heels. And then now he's really complimenting those with some secondary moves as he gets those guys on skates a little bit. So I'm glad the production is, uh, you know, kind of showing up a little bit. Uh, another thing that you mentioned is people are starting to scheme towards him. So we were in a third down this past week, uh, and we were just at a, you know, a talk football but a, a, a five down look where we've got five dudes at the line of scrimmage Sylvain was the opposite de- defensive end um, from Keon so they slid the protection to Keon Keon had two on him it allowed uh, Sylvain Union to be able to get a sack though yeah. you know so that's what the, those type things do yeah Sylvain now has a sack in back-to-back games when I talked with Zamari Walton a couple of weeks ago for our pregame show he had mentioned the connectedness and the closeness of the the secondary not just on the field, but more so off the field. How have you seen that manifest in the way those guys play their roles and responsibilities on the back end? Sure. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. That's unique. They've, uh, you know, Travar Stillman came in, uh, Georgia Tech legend here, and uh, he had the opportunity to really take over the room and consolidate the room. He's done a great job with creating culture uh, relative to just that dude. And we had leadership in the room. Zamari is one that I'd like to highlight, and then Jalen King would be another mm-hmm. one that I would like to highlight. Spider Sims, an older guy, too. So just uh, their their approach um, and their leadership approach made us have to do that less as coaches. So they, they, they did a great job of creating a culture, right? We talk about a culture of the defense, but really just a culture of the of the DB room, and, and they've taken ownership in that, and they've just had great leadership. I mean, that, that's the answer. And then enough people in that room to be selfless and a very competitive room where we had a bunch of um, – Guys come in from high school, come in from transfers, come in from different circumstances, and then they've had they've been able to have cohesion, and uh, it's, it's shown on the field with their communication and their execution. And that's interesting you mentioned that because when you have competition, it can poison chemistry sometimes, or it can foster chemistry. And it seems like the there you go, yeah, you know, yeah, now you're talking Speaking pressure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's Brent Key right behind you. Okay, now he's away. You can speak more freely, but no. Uh, uh, Competition can can foster chemistry or it can undermine chemistry, but it seems like you have the good kind of competition in that room. One of those guys who got the battlefield promotion on Saturday was your true freshman, Clayton Powell-Lee, and he's one of the the rare true freshmen who's on your depth chart this year. But uh, his growth and, and his upside, what have you liked out of him? What has he done to get in the rotation and now into a more prominent role in the secondary? That's young vet. We call him young vet. <laughs> so uh, unique circumstance. Uh, just kind of went through camp, and every time we had a scrimmage setting, he would have uh, production, and namely that production through interception. So he had the splash plays to grab people's attention. Uh, so then he got some more opportunities to play, play with the threes. Then he started playing with the twos. And every opportunity he, he had, he, he is just ahead of the curve. Uh, so much of that is for the intangible qualities, just the maturity that he has. He is not a normal true freshman. He does not operate like a true freshman that we that you generally have in college football. So maturity, number one. But uh, he's got a skill set. I mean, he, he's got as good of movement traits as anybody in the back end. And he's got great finish tools. Uh, I, I would not be surprised when we get into a game if he creates a takeaway and goes in ball hawks because he does it every single day in practice. But really proud of 
program. And then uh, just another thing I want to make sure that I, that I make mention of, uh, you know, Coach, Coach Key's already released that uh, the Jalen King will, will not yeah. be available for us. But uh, Jalen King is as mature of a student athlete that you could imagine in college football. He is absolutely special. So I, I hate it for him. One of the unique things that Jalen King did is he is he took so much pride in the CP3 is what we call it, uh, and Clayton Powell Lee's mm-hmm. uh, development. So they've got a great chemistry. So Jalen's maturity and then relative to being a true freshman, CP's uh, maturity, Jalen has really mentored him and brought him under his wing. So uh, this is going to be his opportunity on Saturday to go out there and, and not just be a complimentary player and not just go in for a couple of reps. Uh, but uh, I think he's up for the challenge, and uh, we've got a lot of confidence in him, although he's a true freshman. Yeah, you hate that for Jalen, but you know that uh, – Clayton Powell-Lee will be in good hands under his tutelage as he get ready for the Duke Blue Devils this Saturday, 4 p.m. at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Look forward to a loud, lively homecoming crowd on the flats of Atlanta. We'll take our last time out. Wrap things up with defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker in just a moment. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now... We're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still, kitty. Haga, hey, haga. Uh, oh, he's running muck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on apartments.com. The place to find a place. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Your Yellow Jackets taking on the Duke Blue Devils, a 90th consecutive year that the Jackets and Blue Devils will meet and will do so at Bobby Dodd Stadium this Saturday, 4 p.m. Our network pregame coverage at 2 o'clock across the Georgia Tech Sports Network, including our flagship station, 93.7 FM in Atlanta. You can always listen to us as well on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets app. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show live tonight from our friends at New Realm Brewing. You're in Somerset Terrace, the east side Beltline. Big thanks to all of you who came out tonight, made this an incredible atmosphere following an incredible game against number 24 Pittsburgh, 26-21. 
Georgia Tech wins it, and they'll try to turn that into a winning streak against the 4-1 Blue Devils on Saturday. Let's wrap up with defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker. We heard from Daquan Dallas after practice today. Daquan, who is another guy who was crashing the backfield at a couple of QB hurries, Simon Aquilo Stone. They're both Savannah guys, both in their third years in the program. Have you seen those guys come along and start to carve their niche on the inside of the line? Yeah, I can speak volumes about David Turner, the position coach there for the defensive tackles. The development they've had since he's walked in the door has been huge. So uh, it's, it's so fun to see those guys that, that do so much of the dirty work. Um, uh, one, one of the things that happened this past Saturday is we, we took care of first and second down to get us into some advantageous third and longs. So somebody like Daquan Dallas could then go uh, use his skill set to be able to go get after the uh, after the quarterback on his pass rush. But uh, th- those two guys you mentioned in particular, just their growth and development uh, has been huge. So us having quality depth on the interior defensive line ha- has made us a, a much better defense. Pro Football Focus has its own grading system. I'm sure your internal grading system is drastically different, but according to Pro Football Focus, the highest-graded player on your defense right now is LaMiles Brooks, huh. your sophomore safety from Jacksonville, Did Florida. Yeah, I'm guessing that your grading system might be a little different then. Uh, but nonetheless, LaMiles coming in, replacing a stalwart at safety in, in Wanya Thomas. What are his best attributes as still a young safety, and how has he sort of grown into this season? Uh, maturity and football intelligence. He, he's got a physical skill set as well, right? I mean, he's a former four-star or whatever, DB, highly recruited kid, flipped from such and such and such. But he's got a skill set, but but it, it's so many intangible things. He's got such a maturity to him, the way that he handles the meeting room, the way that he handles practice. So he, he gives himself a chance. I'll, g- I'll give you a great example. So the, the very first, excuse me, it was the second third down of Saturday. Uh, we had three three and outs, so we had a better, you know, a much better day on third down. We were nine for 11. On the second third down of the game, um, it was something that we had prepared for and practiced for. Pittsburgh got into a three-by-one formation, and three was on the football, and two was off. And every single time they did that, it was a dig under. It was a high-low. Mm-hmm. LaMiles and K.J. Wallace communicated at a high level. They ran the route for him, and in that situation, LaMiles went in front. He used a finish tool to be able to glove through to get us off the field on the third down. Everything about that was preparation that led to that moment. It made it an easy play for yeah. him for him to be able to carry over. But yeah, it was, it was perfect timing. I remember yeah. that play as yeah. well. You cleaned up the penalties as well uh, in, in the pit per game what was the message maybe coming out of UCF that clearly they received well heading into Pittsburgh yeah, I, thought, I thought coach key uh, did a great job from the front end of the week of stressing the importance of that one of the one of the things we did is we acknowledged it uh, and then we made sure that there was a consequence for the previous week of them doing that. Um, and, you know, the, guy, the guys took to it. They've, they've got a lot of pride in what they do. They, they're not attempting to make mistakes, but the discipline with which we worked through the course of the week then carried over. Um, and then specifically pre-snap penalties of jumping off sides on defense. So um, guys did a great job of, of playing disciplined football. And you, it, it, you, it helped in the game. You never want penalty avoidance to come at the expense of aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the guys – towed that line really well i mean we talked about the numbers 12 qb hurries and seven pass breakups but that you guys weren't dinged for a lot of penalties over the course of of that night so it seemed like they got a good handle on that and and is that something that it can be taught is it just something that you kind of get a feel of as the game goes on all of the above I 1 billion percent believe it's being taught. Yeah. Yep. I mean, at, the, at that point, it's uh, I think another thing that Coach Key has stressed is just not making the game any bigger than the way that you practice. You're going to rely on your trained behaviors. You're going to fall back on your most basic level of training. So uh, his, his goal, the, um, since the opportunity to be in a leadership position, has been to make practices more intense so that when we get to the games that they're prepared for those moments and they don't make it so big and do things uncharacteristic because we absolutely stress and talk about uh, those behaviors of 
doing things the right way and with discipline and not creating penalties and playing clean football, to your point. I know we've covered a lot of guys uh, in our conversation with defensive coordinator Andrew Thacker. Is there anybody we haven't mentioned yet that deserves some recognition, may not result in big stats in the box score, but without whom you wouldn't be the defense that you are? Sure. I, 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 I could go I quite some time with yeah. that one. But uh, uh, somebody that's making us function at a high level when we're operating well is K.J. Wallace. Mm. Uh, so he just got here. Um, right at the beginning of summer, Notre Dame transfer, a local kid, and uh, he, he is manning the nickel position. Um, his stat line is not egregious right now. He hasn't come up with a sexy pick or any kind of crazy uh, explosive hits or anything, but uh, the quality of football that he plays, the clean communication that he has, you think a lot about linebackers communicating and safeties communicating. In today's football, with how spread and how horizontal it is, he's the nickel position that just gets put in so many situations in space and one-on-one coverage and one-on-one tackling and has to make so many communications. So he's allowing us to uh, function at a high level, and when we talk about a dependable brand of football, uh, he, he right now is a, playing a really, really dependable brand of football. All right, Coach Thacker, about 30 seconds seconds left condense it down for us every game brings a different challenge biggest challenge duke's offense presents on saturday biggest keys for you guys to have another successful saturday quarterback play quarterback is excellent he's underrated uh, does not a household name yet but uh he uh, just does a phenomenal job of managing the game of keeping them ahead of schedule of not taking negative plays and playmaking there you go couldn't say it any better myself. And let's make sure that that stays outside of a household name for at least another week. That'll wrap up this week's edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Big thanks to Brent Key, Andrew Thacker as well. Big thanks to all of you coming out tonight to New Realm Brewing Company. We'll see you Saturday at Bobby Dodd. Thanks once again for listening, everyone. Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's number one selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA and check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, and handmade cocktails, plus live music and so much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. Knockoffs. Copycats, imitators, they all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Lexus is the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. It's football time, which turns Sunday and Thursday into the best days of the week. Well, they just got better because now through October, Keno has 30% higher payouts during bonus hours before the football games. Win $500, it becomes $650. The bonus hours are Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. So play Keno online and anywhere Keno is sold and get 30% higher payouts during bonus hours. Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. and Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. 
You've been listening to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.